Hi, my name is Joe Jackson. I'm a journalist, author, interviewer, and broadcaster whose career began on March the 1st, 1985, when I interviewed one of my music heroes, Leonard Cohn, and was left feeling so transcendent after our one-hour chat that I decided I must track down more of my music heroes to talk with. But let me say something about the clip you're about to hear, which comes from a phone interview I did with Tom Jones for the Irish Times in the early 1990s, and whose music I did love. I came to the world of interviewing from the world of creative writing. And pretentious as this may seem to many, if not most, I took my cue as an interviewer from a quote made by playwright Tennessee Williams. He described the fugitive kind as those who ask questions that haunt the hearts of people rather than accept prescribed answers that aren't really answers at all. This led to me asking many an interviewee many a tricky question. For example, the following set of questions I hadn't planned to ask Tom Jones but they grew organically out of the chat we were having. He and I had already, in a previous interview, talked about his friendship with Elvis Presley. So I asked Tom how he felt about recent tabloids, rumours, tasteless as they were to me at the time and still are, that Elvis had an incestuous relationship with his mother. Such tales had been hyped by Dee Presley, Elvis's stepmother, who sold the story to the National Enquirer, apparently in an attempt to try to get a book deal. And that story then was picked up by newspapers and magazines all over the world. Dee also claimed that Elvis was secretly homosexual. And I wondered, what was Tom's response to that? You know, how do you respond when the latest set of stories about Elvis with sleeping with his mother, selling speed at Sun Records and getting discovered that way, that he was gay? I mean, this is, does that make you sick or want to retire or want to say, why don't they leave the guy alone or will they do the same to me? because nobody bought the book even though she sold the stories to the Inquirer nobody bought the book idea that's right it's you know what I mean a, it's a terrible thing I mean it's, it's awful now, I, now you know you can't really stop people from doing it I know I know so no matter what they write about me afterwards there's nothing um, I hope that, that people you know that, that know me will uh, will come back at, at those people like these guys that you know that knew Elvis did right 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 that's all you can hope for somebody that's gonna you know that, that knew you that's gonna stand up for you well I heard that um they had an affair with uh, Priscilla. Did you? No, I never heard that. <laughs> Have you heard did that? Did I have an affair with her or did I hear that? 
both. No, I never heard it, and I never had an affair with her. No. <laughs> and I know her woman. She's a lovely woman. Yeah, yeah. What about that latest story about that he was discovered at Sun Selling Speed? Have you heard that one? No, that's the first time I've heard it. This came out in London, and it just, by Roy Carr. You may have heard of him. He used to write for the NME. And his new claim is that Elvis was not discovered making a demo for his mother's birthday, but he used to sell speed to black musicians. I don't agree with that at all. Well, Sam Phillips, I talked to about that, and he blew it out of the water. He said most of them weren't even drinking in those days. Well, there you go. Uh, I mean, that, that explains it right there. They can't. And the woman that, that uh, when he made the demo, you know, the secretary. Yeah. She was the one that, uh, that told the story about him coming in there making a demo. That's right. Sam yeah. Phillips looking for a, a white man that sounded black, and she said, have a listen to this fella. Right, right, right. I mean, and I, I believe that story. Tell me, one last question which I picked up in Memphis and would relate to your, your career in Memphis. Somebody said, to, or in Vegas, somebody said to me that Elvis detested Vegas because you basically had to work for the mob. There was no way out of that. No, Elvis Presley loved Las Vegas. Right. Elvis Presley was more Las Vegas than he was anything else. Right, right. You know, if you look at Graceland, it's very, it's very Caesar's Palaces. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. You know, he went to Vegas to get married even before he was working there in 1967. Yeah. He married Priscilla at the, um, the Aladdin Hotel. Right, right. Then he saw you and decided to go back on stage. Well, he, he came to, he wanted to uh, work Vegas and he came to see my show just to, just to compare. You know, he thought that we were very similar and... And he thought if I was doing it, then he could do it. Right. And what about the mob thing, that you have to work for the mob in Vegas? No, it's bullshit. Is it really, Tom? Definitely. Definitely. I mean, I've never, I've never had any connection, mob connection at all. And right. I've worked all kinds of uh, nightclubs that have been owned by uh, hoodlums. Well, you see, that's, see, I interviewed Sam Giancana. You know him, the guy who has the book about his dad? Or his, yeah. uh, and he was saying that, and I think, in fact, he mentioned that people who recorded albums like uh, Sinatra at the Sands and maybe you at Caesar's Palace, that whether you knew it or not, some of the rake-off from that would have to go upstairs to people that you didn't ask questions about. Well, if, if, it, ha if it did, then I don't know about it. Right. And right. that's a fact. I mean, okay. I worked at Copacabana in New York. Right. Uh, and that was mob-owned, and they, they, they used to come and, and say hello and everything. Right. But right. Uh, never any mention, and, and Gordon, you know, and Gordon Mills was my manager, he said he was expecting it. He was sure. waiting for somebody to say something, but it never came. Right. It's Is... like they need, they need a legitimate side. Okay. And they don't want anything to corrupt that, you know what I mean? It, oh, right, right. And there was another place called uh, Westchester Premier Theatre. Right. That I worked in Westchester County, again, was owned by the mob. Right. And uh, they got nicked for, for skimming seats. Oh, right. You know, and that's so they closed them down. But when, when I worked there, they, they wanted the entertainers to be, they didn't want to, you know, they didn't even want uh, any corruption because they had to have that legitimate bit going on. Oh, right, right, that, right. You know, that's, that's what they needed for. So thank God for that because they, I was never, ever, I've never been approached by, uh, I've had gangsters say to me, you know, if anybody leans on you, here's a number to call. Oh, right. Even in London, there's no kind of gang kind of control? Not, not as far as I know. You right. know not as, I've never had any... Um, and Gordon was always very honest with me. Right. So he would have he told you? He would have definitely told me. Yeah, 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 it, yeah. It never, it never happened like that. Now, whether, you know, whether they have control, maybe it, over a record company or an agency, maybe, you know, maybe it, it goes...
Sure. You know, deeper than that, but... Sure, uh, sure. But not, not that you're aware of. Hi, Joe Jackson here again. I thank you for listening to this edition of the Joe Jackson Interviews podcast. And don't forget, if you want to read any of my articles, check out joejacksoninterviewer.com.